What is up, everyone? Two Fells Podcast returning from Labor Day weekend with a new episode. I am Cody, and joining me as always is my bearded co-host, Steve. Yeah, apparently in town this week. It's kind of nice. It was unexpected, but it worked out. Yeah, so the beard's been traveling. Uh, We traveled for the weekend, you traveled for the weekend, and it's just been a little bit hectic, and you know, we call this a semi-weekly podcast, so... um, yeah, we just took the weekend off, and we're back, recovered, and hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. Uh, my parents came into town, and we spent the weekend at the lake, which was real nice. Uh, we stayed at a super nice uh, Airbnb. Uh, it was just a short drive from the marina, uh, right off the lake. I definitely had a great time catching up with my folks, uh, enjoyed some vitamin D, did some grilling, of course, consumed a few brews. Um, unfortunately, we did have a minor boating incident and i have to tell you a story to tell you a story um about four or five years ago it was right after we we purchased our boat um it was we were still trailering it and we had gone on the on the lake with i want to say it was labor day weekend might have been Memorial day weekend gone gone out on the lake with my parents and got back and if we pulled the boat out of the water my my mom went to get out of the boat onto the land and she hurt her foot. Um, we weren't really sure, you know, what the extent of her injury was. She was definitely in pain, you know, it's in some amount of pain, um, limping around, um, got everything loaded up, headed back towards the house, um, actually stopped to eat on the way back. Um, not thinking, you know, anything was wrong. And, um, um, and eventually ended up going to the ER because the pain just wasn't going away, and she had broken her foot. Um, since then, we had, you know, rented a boat slip for a boat, had it on a lift. I was, you know, we joked, you know, hey, Mom, it's real easy. You just walk down on the, on the, on the um, boat dock. You just step right into the boat. You know, there's no climbing. There's no jumping. And we joked about that the first day we went out. Um, you know, she got in the boat, no, no problem. Uh, well, while we were out there, um, you know, it, our boat, it's, it's not, it was nice when we bought it. It was just me and Geneva and then when Blakely was young, but now we've out of the family and as you know, it's, it can get crowded very quickly. So anyway, we were putting our lake mat back on the boat and trying to, we had und- undid the, um, bimini top to put this mat up and I went to, went to, um, clip it back down on the boat and between, I guess, me being wet and the surface of the lake mat, I slid right off the back and hit my leg going on the way down, head first in the water, um, climbed out of the water uh, onto the swim deck, and, and uh, yeah, it was, there, it was just covered in blood. Um, I looked down. I could see it was a pretty deep cut. I immediately said, I think I need to get stitches. And just like the, my mom hurt, hurt her foot, she's like, oh, we'll get you back to the house. Get you bandaged up, bandage up. No big deal. Um, actually drove, drove the boat back to the marina. Um, and I actually, I actually did stop bleeding. Um, and I think, I think they stopped at a dollar general or something and got some bandages and whatnot. Got back, um, bandaged me up, 
um, I think Geneva posted a picture, you know, like nothing like a 33-year-old man getting bandaged up by his mom and went to bed, you know, not thinking much about it. Until I woke up the next morning and had completely bled through the bandages, and I was like, yep, I need to go to the ER. So it was kind of early. Uh, the kids just gotten up. My stepdad had just gotten up. I said, hey, it's hard to leave you the kids, but we, we need to go to the ER, which unfortunately was like 26 minutes away um, in Heber Springs. And it was very eerie when we got there because, you know, working in, in Little Rock, the ER is very crazy. If I've ever gone in there, it's just crazy. And it was very quiet. There was no one in there. It was just us. Um, anyway, got back in there. They said, well, you've waited too long to get stitches, but you need stitches. Um, so we're going to bandage you up and give you some antibiotics. If it doesn't get infected, then you can go to your, your PCP if they'll do it there and get stitches or just let it heal up. I'm like, great. Um, so drove 30 so, minutes so back. They won't let you stitch it up because of the bacteria that yeah, could be in so the Yeah, so because water. if I'd have been in a pool or a bathtub or something like that, no big deal. But just know to our listeners out there, if you happen to injure yourself in fresh water, you need to get stitches immediately. Don't wait like I did. So anyway, made it back uh, just in time to cook breakfast. And uh, I think we just finished cooking breakfast and went back out on the lake. And of course, I couldn't get in the water or anything. I, I think I blew up Blakely's uh, unicorn tube and just kind of set in that. But, um, anyway, yeah, just like, you know, we're just doomed that, you know, after all these years, finally went out with my parents again on the boat and then I get hurt. So anyway, you know what you hit your leg on? Do you have any idea? No, I, I want to say maybe it was the ladder, the ladder hinge, or maybe a part of the, of the boat motor. I don't really know. Um, it just, yeah, there's a little, I try to get most of the blood up. I got back out the next day. There's like a little bit of it. On the, yeah. I had, to, had to clean that off. A little but, crime scene. And, and, and what, and believe it or not, our listeners out there, I, I know a big focus of this podcast is, is craft brews and craft beer reviews and home brewing and everything else. I really had not had that many beer. I think in a four or five hour period, I might've had three beers. Actually, when I got back in a little of the cooler, I actually realized I had drank less than I thought I did. So alcohol had nothing to do with it. It was just a bad combination of factors and uh yeah so still still wrapping my leg up it seems to be healing just fine but i'm still still bleeding a little bit but you know anyway so yeah rub some dirt on it and get back out there yeah so appreciate my mom bandaging me up like old times but uh if you ever get a deep cut in fresh water make sure you go to the yard immediately and you know don't wait because then they can't do anything essentially i guess what they were saying like if, if, if I had gotten an infection or there was bacteria in my leg from the water, they would essentially just be sewing it up into my leg, which could be very bad. So that's why they yes. didn't want to do that. They didn't want to put a, um, like a butterfly bandage on me because that would kind of be like sewing it up. So they didn't want anything. And I will tell you one thing. When that nurse ripped that bandage off, it did not feel good at all. So anyway, uh, lesson learned. Yeah. Other than that, it was a really good time. Because otherwise they would have flushed it out ahead of time, like as soon as you yeah. got in there and yeah. I mean, I did like put peroxide on it, stuff like that. I mean, I did, I did clean clean the wound up, but um, yeah, they yeah. don't want to be responsible for that, though. Right. Anyway, it was that's my labor. Other like other than that, we had a really good time. It was a super nice Airbnb. Uh, I I've already told Geneva like I totally want to book that place again. Uh, super nice. It's actually like a kind of like a duplex where there's two different units. Um, they don't they don't share anything together other than like the front porch area, but. Um, there's two different units there. I think it'd be really cool to get a group up there and get, rent both of those out for the for a you know three day weekend. But 
Anyway, I know you also had something planned for Labor Day. Yeah, we just, you know, we went over to Dallas and... Uh, went over, you make it sound so... Yeah, I just want to hop, skip, and a jump it, over it to is. Dallas. I mean, for us, it's nothing. Um, you know, just a little car ride that Rager did not enjoy. Um, so we hear... So we had to deal with that, but for the most part, you know, watched a lot of uh, college football and just kind of hung out for a bit. Did you, did, did you do your big fantasy draft? Yeah, but that's in the next segment. Okay. Um, in our episode recap segment? No. no I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so anyway, anyway, that, I hope everybody had a great Liberty Day weekend. That's kind of what we've been up to uh, since the last podcast. Uh, as you know, in our last podcast, we had uh, Jeff Beeson on with his wife, Chris, and they talked about Jeff running the Leadville 100. And then we tried the uh, naturalized seltzers, and to which Joanna strongly disagreed with me when I said that they were the best seltzer I've had. To be fair, I've only had one White Claw seltzer, and I think it was like the lime, the lime one. I don't know. The, I don't. Or it wasn't. There wasn't a lot of flavor to it, so that's why. That's what I base my review off of. But she's going to need to try some other ones. Yeah, uh, I definitely uh, tried the. Natter day on the beach, uh, you know, mixing the two that, oh, yeah. that Chris had had uh, suggested and tried on the show, and that that definitely was was a little bit different. But and I made some, I made a comment to y'all when we were talking earlier in the week, and I, I noticed over the over the holiday weekend, I've seen you know because I'm a group fitness instructor, I follow a lot of different fitness uh, people on social media just for inspiration, or uh, some some of them I know personally, but anyway. Uh, I noticed a lot of the men were drinking White Claws in all these pictures, and I told y'all, I was like, look, if I got to drink White Claws to, I guess, quote, stay in shape, that just that ain't happening. I, yep. I can't do it. Low, low calorie. Yeah. It's like the Michelob Ultras. Like, that was like, I was on that for a while because yep. it was the, you know, they call it the sexy beer. Uh, and I can drink one now, but just drinking some of these great craft brews that we do and then going to Michelob Ultra is just like, ugh. It's different. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's going to take us to our... The, the other thing before we get there... Oh. We had talked about the chicken sandwiches yes. on the show. Yes. And we've since shared information of other people that were trying it. Yes. So you had shared... Um, El Presidente correct. from Barstool, Dave yep. Portnoy. Blind test. Yes. A true blind test. And I kind of joked about it because, listen, Bar- the Barstool Enterprise is not hurting for money. They could... They could have set it up a little bit better. He couldn't even reach for it. He knocked over his cup. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that was a true blind taste test. And um, he he tried them all. He did. He uh, I think he tried the Popeyes first and the Wendy's. And then Chick-fil-A was last. And as soon as he took a bite from the Chick-fil-A, he was like, whoa. Game like, over. Game over. And he was like, even with his blindfold still on, he pointed to the the Popeye. So this this guy or is talking yeah. bad about this guy. He's like, yeah, they shouldn't do that. <laughs> so the yep. president has spoken. Uh, he Chick Fil A all the way. I, I was listening to another podcast this morning on the way to work. Um, they they had brought this up at well and as well. They were talking about how you know Popeyes was had more texture, it was crispier, or whatever. But then uh, one of the hosts made a comment like, yeah, but you're just eating breading. Like it's not a, it's not a chicken sandwich. It's just breading. So. Um, I'm still I'm still loyal to Chick Fil A. I haven't tried a Popeye's chicken sandwich. I, they're sold out everywhere. I'm not really. I actually heard a story about a guy on Craigslist selling Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwiches. It's just I wonder if it was off his dining room floor because I've seen Facebook oh. ads of making tamales and tacos on oh. and then people, kitchen and then, floors and then people eating the tamale yeah. without taking the um, the husk off. Yeah, the husk off. Yeah. Anyway, 
All right, now that's going to take us to our Where's the Beer segment, uh, which is brought to you by Salt Soap Company, who they always keep us looking and smelling fresh in between episodes. Stop in their store located in downtown Benton and Mission Two Fells Podcast to get 10% off your purchase. So as uh, Cody alluded to, the, the weekend for us um, is always about our fantasy football draft. Uh, it's been an annual, annual trip over there. We are going on year number eight. And so it's a family and friends league. Uh, we go over to the brother-in-laws. And we have that draft on Sunday, Sunday evening, which to some people for the weekend, you know, they're not completely committed to the league. We only had one person not show up, so that was a good thing. Um, but this league, you get four keepers, and we trade draft picks. We keep it interesting year long. Um, last year, the championship game was a brother and sister rivalry where Joanna came up just a little bit short, and so she's hoping uh, to bring that trophy back home. And uh, I'm hoping to actually just get in the running again this year. It might be a rebuilding year. Um, had a lot of uh, picks that I made. Uh, had a couple extra draft picks, but not as many as Joanna did for trading Zeke this year, um, which she made a killing on, and then he... I don't know if he's going to play this week or not, but he's caused a lot of drama. They they just signed him, like, this week. Yeah. 90 million, 50 guaranteed, seven years. Boom. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, yeah. So for fantasy, it's been different this year. Uh, Antonio Brown is causing a bunch of issues. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be suspended for the first game. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to be possibly a Le'Veon Bell type holdout where he may not even play this year or get traded to a different team. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but there's teams that I know that had Zeke and Gordon, and they were sweating it out whether those two would play this year. You know how I learned about that? O.J. Simpson <laughs> tweeting out videos awesome. talking about his fantasy draft. Wow. Uh, yeah. So um, do you... Uh, do you, what's your? Do y'all have like unique team names? Or do you always do the same name or? Oh no, I, I am. What am I got three leagues. So oh, we got got the Grizzly Beaver, got the Bearded Beer, and um, Mac. What am I? Mac Jackson Whiskey Blend or something like that. I made Whoa. up. So yeah. Did you use a random fancy football name generator? No, I did not. I just uh, used player's name yep. and threw on whis- Whiskey Blend on the back of it. It worked out great for Post Malone. Yeah. Still riding it. Um, Yeah, I don't. So I, well, I don't do fancy football. I haven't done it in years. I used to do it with people at work, and it was just, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But I was looking at... um. Barstool Sports earlier this evening, and they were they had done their fantasy draft, and I had no idea what was going on. It looked like they had like a a board up with colors, and I don't know what was going on. Colors cr- designate uh, yeah. positions. It was crazy, and I can I, I would love to do like have everybody um, in a live draft because that's what that is. Yeah, you have everybody there. You actually have a big board and put pe- people's names up. Um, but we have you know all the leagues I'm in are people from all over. Um, New Mexico, because uh, Joanna's dad's on there. Got Arizona. What's his team name? Um, I don't know. Fernet about it was last year. I don't know if he changed it this year. Seems kind of late for him. I feel like he's <laughs> toned yeah. it down a notch. So, yeah. And then we got Oregon, Montana. We got people all over. 
So it's tough to pull everybody. Right. No, I get it. I remember the, uh, in the um, knocked up movie where she thought he was cheating on her and she did a bunch of spying and investigating, showed up at the house and found him in the basement of this dude's house doing a fantasy baseball draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad, man. Come on. <laughs> Definitely so. can spend some time on it. Yeah. So, well, good stuff. Go. Do y'all, y'all have like a trophy or something, don't you? Yeah. Greg has a trophy. So Joanna was happy because it's a, it's a, substantial size trophy right and it's just awkward to put anywhere because it's too big to just sit on a shelf um so she was glad that it was out of the house for a year but we'll see if she wins it then she'll be bragging about it right it on the mantle all right well um the beard hooked me up for this week's uh craft brew of the week segment which has been made possible by rock squash designs if you're looking to explore the amazing trails lakes and rivers that arkansas has to offer with a fresh new style then head over to rocksquashdesigns.com or stop by State Apparel in downtown Benton to shop in person. So, do you want to tell me what you have here or what you brought? Dude, I don't even know. Um, I went to this shop that I go to when I'm in Medford, Oregon, Beer Works. Go in there and just start talking to them and say, what is the best beers that are out right now? I came back with eight, nine beers, and I brought this one for you because I had thought it would be perfect. Yeah, so uh, River Bend Brewing Company, uh, this one is called They Serve Mojitos in Hell. It's a Hell-style lager with mint and lime puree. So so while, while he's opening and, and tasting that, I did have a um, Capri Fun, and I posted a picture of that. So it is a beer um, from River Bend, and it looks like a Capri Sun pouch on a can. It actually has a fake straw label on the side that actually feels like a straw. So um, it was very delicious. But what is your uh, initial reaction here? I don't know that I've ever had a Hell-style lager. I don't I don't know if that's a new one for me. It's very tardy, though. It's, it's, it's nice. Got, it's got to be the lime it's, making it tart. It's I don't definitely know. refreshing with the, with the mint and lime puree. It's drinkable. Uh, I like it. One drinker by those rules. And your grade is? Oh, man. What are we at, a 1 to 10 scale? No, untapped scale. Is it 1 to 5? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably a... I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 3.25. Wow. Okay. So just, just an average brew, definitely drinkable. Um, just nothing that's too exciting or um makes it stand out and definitely not something that he would not drink again. So That's right, very accurate. Um on to a little bit more on Rock Squatch. Uh we actually have picked up two new locations where you can purchase shirts. It'll be in Hot Springs, Arkansas, the Washita um uh Outfitters and also the Buffalo Company in downtown Hot Springs will be uh, carrying our our designs. So you can check them out there. Yeah, we've had a lot going on, and, and I have to say I'm a little taken back by the response we've gotten. Um, everybody is loving these designs. They're picking up these shirts. We've had to restock shirts. We've had to order kid sizes. Um, we had to restock stickers. Um, we've, now we've got hats that, that are starting to sell. Um, it's really, uh, It's just really cool to see something that, just like the podcast, it's something you sit around drinking beer talking about, and you're like, hey, let's make a sticker. Hey, let's put that design on a T-shirt. Hey, let's have another design drawn up. Hey, let's get some hats, and people actually buy it. So 
it's pretty amazing. Um, if you uh, if you haven't seen um, our shirts, our apparel, uh, please go to rocksquatchdesigns.com. Um, click the shop now button. It'll take you right to our page with all of our products. If you happen to, if you are aware, if you are um, rocking the squatch, then uh, go ahead and take a snap a picture, post it on uh, social media. Let us know where where you spot the squatch at, and uh, we'd love to see how far we can get to the travel. Yeah, and uh, just a little teaser uh, for you, for those of you that are listening, we will be doing something uh, that's going to be called uh, hashtag Seek the Squatch, and so you'll want to be following along to know. Uh, what that will all entail. Seek the squatch while you seek the seal. Drink independent craft brews while trying to seek seek the squatch out. There you go. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, thanks, everybody, for kind of keeping this adventure going. Couldn't do it without people supporting um, things that we just believe in, I guess. Um, also, if you recall a few episodes back, our... Our Rock Squash Designs partner, uh, Drew, a.k.a. the Bourbon Barber, said that he would get a uh, Arkansas Squash tattoo at 500 followers. We're definitely past the halfway mark um, we are? on Instagram. Yeah. So if you could go ahead, if you haven't liked the page or follow the page already, go ahead and hit, hit a follow. Go ahead and share it. Let everybody know. Um, when you post on, on uh, Instagram, uh, make sure you're you're tagging the page, tagging Drew. Let him know that hey, I, I'm following your page, and I want to see you get that tattoo. Perfect. I think I think deep down, Drew really wants to get the tattoo anyway, but he can justify to Victoria. But hey, it's a you know I made a, I made a promise, so there you go. So, yeah, quite a few uh, news stories since we've had a little bit of time in between recordings. Um, that. Uh, was a mojito in hell. <laughs> I don't, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, so what would you do if you walked into your college class, sat down, got out your notebook and pen and take notes, and then in walks your professor, Matthew McConaughey? That's ex- all right, all right, all right. All right, well, if you sign up for a film, filmmaking class at the University of Texas, that might be something you would expect. McConaughey, a University of Texas alum, has been a visiting instructor in the University Department of Radio, Television, and Film at the Moody College of Communications since 2015. His new role represents um, a mutually beneficial relationship and recognizes the contribution he has made to the university. Noah Eisenberg, the chairman of the department, said in an interview on the, uh, this past Thursday, this formalizes our relationship. His passion for film is boundless. McConaughey has a home in Austin and earned a film degree from the university in 1993. This fall, a class of about 40 students will study two movies McConaughey has starred in, The Gentleman, due next year, and the 2012 drama Mud. Uh, Jeff Nichols, director of Mud, is scheduled to visit the class. So Jeff Nichols, if you don't know, is an Arkansas native um, from Little Rock. Was filmed here. Yes, yeah. it was filmed. Uh, it was filmed here. If you drive towards Louisiana, you'll pass the Piggly Wiggly and the motel and stuff there. Um, a, a, a friend and a coworker of mine, who's also a really good friend of um, Jeff Nichols, actually was in that movie. He's actually been in two of his movies now, I think. Um, small roles, but. Um, the the Arkansas connection is cool, and you know McConaughey's been involved with the football team for years. I mean, he they always bring him in yearly, and the dude's an incredible speaker. Uh, he really is. I don't I don't know how. I think it was an Academy Award speech he gave once. It was really good. Um, some um, commencement, yeah, commencement speech is really good. Just a really, I think he's just a really good guy, and I think it's cool that he's doing this. I'm sure he's doing it pro bono. Well, I'd like to think so. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what were they really going to pay him for this? But it, I, they're always not going to pay him millions and millions of dollars to do this, so he's obviously doing it because he wants to. So 
I just, I just think that's really awesome. So traveling to certain states can bring some safety concerns and unexpected guests in your hotel, especially your bathroom. In Montana, a young black bear found a comfortable place in a bathroom just laying up on a countertop. And, you know, the people there tried to just coerce him out, you know, had a little, like, table set up where it would, like, try to get him to come outside. Didn't work, so they had to call in Game and Fish and go through all that. But it was just a little young bear just hanging out in there. They had video of it. It was pretty cool. But it would be unexpected if you walked in there to, uh, or you were already in there. Yeah, what if you're, like, what if you're just relieving yourself and you look over and, oh, there's a bear. You know, that, that granite probably felt good on that bit. It was oh, probably yeah. cool. It's probably cool. They should have gave it some steak with some, sprinkle some pepper on it <laughs> with a little, yeah, little roofie. I've never uh, experienced a bear in a hotel. Um, definitely have been into some shady ones. Um, what did you, what kind of animals did you experience to those? Uh, I mean, and this was before this job with traveling. This was when I was fighting fire. We ended up in uh, Globe, Arizona in a basically by the hour hotel because everybody thought it was a good rate and we ended up at this place that looked like a murder motel. Oh. So it was sleeping in your sleeping bag on top of the beds and yeah, there were tarantulas and oh, like those are all outside but still it's like, eh, yeah. It was... It's, oh, there's something in the car or something. I don't no. know. I don't think I could have done that. No, it was... It was Super sketch. Bags. Yeah. Super sketch. So I've got some food news for you foodies listening. Uh, Fuzzy, Fuzzy Taco Shop is going to open six locations in the Little Rock market. The chain in Ar- has Arkansas outlets in Rogers and Texarkana, as well as a franchise outlet in Jacksonville, which unfortunately has just closed. The fast casual Mexican menu focuses on Baja-style t- tacos, but also includes all-day breakfast, enchiladas, burritos, and queso, plus margaritas and beer. They're in the process of lining up franchisees and scouting locations. There's no... F- Firm timeline and operating hours will depend on the market, but you can expect the fuzzies to be open from about 7 a.m. to midnight or 2 a.m. Have you ever had fuzzies? Yep. Um, I don't know. I know they're all over Texas. That's where I've okay. had it, yeah. They actually have a fuzzy taco at or in Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, the one I went to was in Nacogdoches. So. I, I don't know where the one was. A little but, college town. And we did go to the one in Jacksonville, which I did not think was that great. But my brother said I, I was ordering wrong. Like I don't know. Like I maybe ordered the wrong items. But um, I'm not really surprised it's closing. But um, I could see Fuzzy's hitting up the the college towns and I probably making a pretty good buck. Oh yeah. I mean they, they could set it up in Benton and make a. Oh yeah. I mean although we have Don Pepe's now and uh, tacos for life. Tacos for life. It's it's but they're open up. later. They serve alcohol and that would be a, probably a positive over both of those. Yeah. So yeah. So the Pacific Northwest could bring an ultra-high-speed rail to life. This would um, hit three major cities, which involve Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver, B.C. The rail would reach speeds of up to 220 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh. Giving you access to each one of those stops within an hour. Ooh. Um, That's moving. Yeah. And they're talking that they could move in a year uh, 3 million people um, with as many transfers as they're going to plan on doing. How far will it go? So it goes from um, Portland all the way up to Vancouver, BC. Oh, why well, did you come so, this way? <laughs> yeah, we, can, we that, can visit your hometown. They're, they're, just they're a just, few hours away. They're just starting this out. Um, I 
I know that this was just a study to for like a research group trying to figure out if this was actually going to be something that they could do. Um, but it's six hours generally um, up to Seattle. So do it in one hour. That's crazy. Yeah. You feel like you wouldn't you feel like the G forces or something like I've, two two twenties moving on on land. I feel like you would feel that. It probably initially, I don't know. Oof. That's I almost want to just ride it just for the wanna, experience. Yeah, I mean it's only an hour. I mean, one with the it, tickets it's like would a, be. I'm sure it's going to be almost like a plane ticket. Is that, that, that is that the off. kind of train that Tom that Tom Cruise was on in the first Mission Impossible movie? Because I think it was moving too. Remember he had like the suction cup hands to like get. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Um, so Little Rock was in the national news this past week um, when a man with cancer in a Little Rock hospital got to meet one of his heroes sun- Sunday after- last Sunday afternoon. Where'd Al Yankovic surprise Lonnie Craig, who had been hospitalized for two weeks due to low white blood count and had has two more chemotherapy treatments to go. Craig has been a fan of the Eat It singer for more than 30 years, and the music icon kindly accepted the offer to visit the hospital in Little Rock after his sister reached out on social media. Where'd Al gave Lonnie a smash guitar from his concert in Kansas City, and needless to say, Lonnie's spirits were lifted. So I thought that was really cool. I just can't believe that guy's still touring. Dude, I, I, I listened to those. I had like probably three Weird Al CDs. I went through a phase where I just was... I just, never had them, but everybody else did. Like I listened to them. Yeah. Like I knew, you know, I, just, I knew the songs. Yeah, I just thought, thought, it, was, thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I listened to them now. Maybe, maybe I should. I don't know. In Denver, Colorado, a new principal started... Um, after being a janitor for 38 years. He worked his way up. He is uh, now a principal, and he uh, hopes to bring mentorship and guidance to a student, something that he didn't have growing up. So he has continually worked to develop his skills and education while being a... He started off as a part-time janitor, worked his way up, and is now a principal. So he didn't like, he was like a part-time janitor on Monday, applied for a job on Tuesday and got mm-hmm. hired for principal on Friday. He went from like a janitor to a teacher to yeah. assistant principal to principal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But it's been 38 years yeah. in the making and. Good um, for him. Pr- pretty cool. Well, if you enjoyed watching reruns of Supermarket Sweep on the Game Show channel, then you're shopping, you better get your shopping carts ready because Supermarket Sweep is coming back to television. The iconic game show debuted on ABC in 1965 with host Bill Malone, and it featured contestants as they raced through the aisles of the grocery store and attempted to pack their carts with the most valuable items on the shelves. A revival of the series featuring David, should practice this for the episode, uh, Rupert, Rupert premiered on Lifetime in 1990, but Supermarket Sweep hasn't been on the air since reruns stopped in the early 2000s. Deadline reported that Saturday Night Live alum Leslie Jones, who recently announced her departure from the late-night comedy program, will serve as the executive producer and host of Supermarket Sweep. If this is true, the newest version is definitely going to be hilarious. No official announcements have been, have been made about what, where the re- reboot will live, but multiple networks, including Netflix, ABC, NBC, and Fox, are reportedly bidding on it. All right. I can see that. I think it'd be kind of cool to see that show like in today's age. I mean, they've they've definitely tried to revamp. No matter what you go to watch is all revamped from our generation growing up or just a little bit before. And it's crazy because it's still making waves now when they do it right. I didn't actually I didn't actually know that they rebooted the show in once. the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I think. Well, 
I'm sorry. I did because I watched it, but I thought that was the show. Like I didn't right. know there was an older version of it, but um, it's I it actually somehow stumbled across an episode of that recently on TV, and I think I watched it from till a commercial came on. But I was like, this is I could you know I could see that. So I've always thought about you know being able to maybe fix up a home, you know, do a little bit of you know work on it, but. Here in Little Rock, there's a home that is 167 years old that needs a new owner. The William Woodruff House is called a diamond in the rough by the realtors. And currently, the Quapaw Quarter Association owns the property, but they're looking for somebody to take it over. Actually, no, the president of the Quapaw Association. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I met her when I got re- a reassigned to the room market, and she's super, super cool. She loves to take selfies. And um, I might be able to, I might be able to talk to her, talk to her, get you a good deal. There we go. Yeah, I didn't see a price. I didn't I didn't look into this too much. I saw it because they didn't even have it in the article as far as what she actually she was there today. She posted a picture that she was there today oh, this morning. Gotcha. So I don't even know where this house is. I mean, I could probably get you a tour. <laughs> we could definitely tour this. Um, we, could, we have to haggle, haggle her down on the price though. But man, yeah, there's a lot of I, I did not once again not know this, but. Um, it's particularly there in, in, in the Quapaw area, there are a lot of historic homes that they have either preserved or made into museums that are like, they're very uh, fascinating homes. Um, it would definitely be a challenge because you know all of their, all the plumbing electric would not be up to code and oh my God, if, more, if, it, if it even the smallest fire started in those, they would go down in like minutes because just the way they're, they're built. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that would be cool though. I don't know. You want to live in Little it, Rock? Be, no, <laughs> no. Well, but, but it was just. But you could get a really good deal on it. Somebody, yeah, yeah, somebody is going to purchase a house that is 167 years old. There's that page on Facebook for I think it's called for the love of, love of old homes. It's cool. You get to, it's a cool. You get to follow. All right. Well, in the sports, um, I've got. I think I've got a couple of sports stories actually. Um, Los Angeles Lakers guard Alex Caruso he isn't jacked sure he's in great shape he's a professional athlete after all but jacked isn't generally the term used to describe the lanky balding 6 foot 5 point guard 6 foot 5 point guard not the 6 foot 5 point guard the 6 <laughs> foot 5 point guard <laughs> last month the Lakers posted several shirtless photos of Caruso working out in the team facility to social media Naturally, it didn't take long for several users to Photoshop the pictures to make Caruso look much, much bigger than he actually is. However, not everyone picked up on the joke, including, it appears, the NBA league office. Caruso was hit with a random off-season drug test this week, just one week after the fake pictures went viral. Coincidence? Maybe. Probably not. The NBA sends out its drug tests randomly all throughout the year. It's entirely possible that it was just Caruso's turn, or... And this explanation is way more entertaining. Someone in the league office saw the fake pictures and fell for it, which prompted the drug test to try and bust a 25-year-old for taking performance-enhancing drugs. Either way, it doesn't sound like Caruso is worried about passing the test. He posted a funny picture on his social media account about getting randomly tested after that. Hopefully, doesn't, hopefully, hopefully he's not pregnant like the last, the last the person last we talked one. about. Yes. Uh, Carly Lloyd was offered a roster spot uh, for... An NFL team this preseason, but she had to turn it down because of prior uh, U.S. women's national team commitments. But it brings the question, as she was, you know, kicking and hitting a 55-yard field goal, 
Granted, she was taking five steps instead of the three that you would have to do in the NFL. Could this lead to her being on a team within the next year or other females joining as field goal kickers? I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, to be honest. I mean, they've just got coaches. The NFL is behind, like, the NBA. Um, So it it was interesting. They actually, you know, she got offers um, from a couple teams. But, uh, yeah, she had to. It was something that she said she'd have to work on to be able to kick the same way in three steps compared to the soccer style running up there that she did. Well, let's just do it now. What do you mean? I mean, she can. I mean, why not just practice it now? Well, I mean, it's probably going to take. You think it's that big of a difference? You think it yeah. really affects your kick? Yes. Hmm. You could take three like leaps, three gaps. Yeah, yeah, three be three, off balance. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Hmm. Nope. Um, I I do think because she is almost uh, aged out. She's I think she's thirty seven, so she's she's basically aged out of is that old soccer. Yes. Mm. And. Kickers, kickers don't get hit. You know they last a long time. So this is if you wanted snap, to, you gotta catch it. Oh no, that's what the holder does. You just get out of the way. <laughs> um, so you know, you know the culture of the league. Someone's gonna take. Their and chance. that was and that was one of the the things is like you couldn't do you couldn't allow them to do kickoffs or punts because they're, they're just people head hunting field goal kicker. I, I could see it working. Well, then and, I don't agree with that. Either you're a player or you're not. Either you're a kicker or you're not. Either no, you... no, because they they already do that. They already do where there's a field goal kicker designated, a different punter, and the punter could do kickoffs. So it's already. Well, if they get injured, then you're in, right? Possibly. They should go for two every time. Oh yeah. That, How's the locker room gonna work? How's the showers gonna work? Dude, I don't have these details. We're just trying to break barriers. <laughs> they gotta think about this stuff. Yeah. Is a team going to take in the added expense to re- refurnish or remodel their locker room areas for a female kicker? I'm sure that there is plenty of space. That or will will the money be recouped by the fan and media attention that it draws? Oh, definitely would. Definitely would. Any yeah. publicity is good publicity. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I did see the video of her kicking that yeah. uh, field goal. I guess I didn't pay attention to the steps, though. I was just like, damn, that's a pretty good kick. Yeah. So I followed this story under sports. Michelle Cardboard Shell Les- Lesko is a petite frame woman with a healthy appetite, ranked number nine in the world by the International Federation of Competitive Eaters and Major League Eating. Her ravenous appetite for eating competitions has landed her, landed her a feature in Guinness World Records 2020. With a hearty total of three Guinness World Records titles, the math teacher from Arizona has proven herself to be the ultimate foodie. She champions titles for fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta at 26.69 seconds, fastest time to eat a hot dog with no hands at 21.60 seconds, and her most recent world record, most mayonnaise eaten in three minutes. 2,448 grams, or which is equivalent to 3.5 jars. The story caught my eye when people kept sharing the video on social media, but I couldn't, I couldn't stand to watch it. I hate mayonnaise. Um, I would rather go plain than eat mayonnaise on something. Uh, and I definitely could not watch someone eat three and a half jars of it. I tried just the, just the, um, the, I don't, I don't, the screenshot image of the video in itself was just, I, I can't. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with mayonnaise, but I did see the clip and... 
was talking it over. It it was it's gag worthy. Yeah, like it is a spatula Ugh. of mayo over and over and over again. Just so wrong. I mean, watching them eat hot dogs is gross enough as it is. I mean, that's just disgusting. Did but you say no hands? No, she yeah she ate a hot dog with no hands. Twenty one point six seconds. Yeah. That's the fastest it's, time in the world. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, what, do you, I, there's got to like, be a video of that. Do you like bite down on it and then like head is, is that with and, and work down your throat? Like, what, what do you do? How do you do that? Because if you lose, if you drop it out of your mouth, you have to pick it back up, and you're gonna lose valuable time. Yeah, I just don't know. Bun and all, condiments on it. No, no. What do you What do you put mayonnaise on the hot dog? <laughs> no, not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so. College football kicked off this uh, past weekend, and the Beavers opened with a loss to Oklahoma State. And, you know, I like their offense. It, it actually was clicking and looked good, but our defense is still atrocious. So it is going to be a long season. Um, the Razorbacks had a tough-fought game against Portland State, who was projected to finish 12th in their division. So if that's a sign of things to come, it could also be a struggle for the Hogs. What else is new? But, um, no, I'm glad it's back. Uh, definitely uh, like catching the Oregon State games and uh, seeing them. I know that they will be traveling to uh, Oklahoma State next year, so we will uh, make that little road trip. That's another just a little skip over there. I just I just watched NASCAR. I was recovering from my injury, and the, ra- the race had been rain delayed, so it didn't start till late. I was like, all right, perfect timing. There you go. But... I don't know if you saw any pictures from it, but they, uh, you know, they did a um, Days of Thunder throwback um, for Cole Trigle's car, his his uh, City Chevrolet car, and they they got it on the colors. Like people have done it before, but like mm-hmm. I really feel like they got the colors on this. But to be fair, Hendrick Motorsports gave them those car or I guess built those cars for the movie, and that's who William Byron races for. So that they maybe they have like the the Little secret inside. combination of yeah. colors on there, but it just looked really good. Like I, like, I think I talked about this before. I don't pre-order stuff, but I pre-ordered the hat, the shirt, and the car, or the diecast car already. Like when it first came awesome. came out, I already got the shirt, so I went under the stuff. But I think the hat's supposed to ship in October, and the car is not going to ship till like next spring. But either way, I did like I couldn't you pass that it. up. Yeah, you got dibs on that. Uh. As we talked about with fantasy, the NFL actually kicked off tonight. Uh, Thursday night football is notoriously atrocious football. And tonight was not an exception. Before we uh, kicked off this podcast, the Bears and Packers were, Bears. Si- were sitting at 7-3 to three Packers at the end, nearing the end of the third. Oh, Just wow. Just absolutely atrocious. Um, this comes at a time where, you know, we talked about the Issues of holdouts and players like, you know, um, burning their feet with cryotherapy and all sorts of drama. <sighs> and this is the first game that you you open the season with, and it is just a straight letdown. Uh, everybody was saying it's boring. Um, it's not what you want to do coming out of the gates. I don't know why a Thursday night opener is so bad um, compared to just playing on Sundays, but... I know everybody will be uh, geared up to uh, watch some NFL on Sunday. So, yeah. Um, I've got a story that I got a little mixed up in my notes here, but I, d- I definitely want to get your input on it. 
Um, so the age to buy uh, cigarettes in Arkansas went up this, past, I think, past Sunday. Um, we're one of 18 different states in the country where you have to be 21 years or older to buy tobacco products. Um, there are some exceptions if a person turns 19 before December 31st of this year or if they're active military duty, they can still buy. So what are your thoughts on tobacco? So I think, you know, we're, we're still, there's still repercussions from the big tobacco industry push and the addiction that it has caused. And um, I think the longer you can push that off. I mean, the, there's, there's jewel commercials on everywhere. Um, kids are sneaking those and, and trying to get into the, all that. And, and it's going to do the same exact thing. Um, it's, they're using it as an alternative to cigarettes, but they're still going to be addicted. And if we can push that off and make them think about that choice, I mean, that, that I would, that's my take on it. Because anything that's addictive, if you start it out young, it's going to be a lot tougher to break it. So I was going to make an argument, but they kind of... The, what, what I was going to say is I, I find it awfully... I don't want to say disheartening or if, I feel like if you can, if you can sign up for the military at 18 fight for our country, you should be able to buy, buy a smoke or buy or drink or buy beer. So they did say for active military duty, I guess you show them your military ID, you're good to go. Yeah. But I still feel like you should be able to, if you want to drink a, a butt heavy and you're in the I, military, I, I'm with you on, on that because I think, I think those people have made a different decision in their life and they're, they're well on their way. There's people that, aren't going to follow that same sort of path. Like if you, if you go watch that Budweiser Super Bowl commercial, yep. and if that doesn't make you want to go give the troops some beer, then you're an American. Um, yeah, because that was always one of my stances too, is that you know you, you can go and, and die for the country and never been able to drink a beer. Right. Um, but I would put tobacco in a different category than beer. Yeah, because you can... Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a smoker. I'm not a fan of smoking. Uh, unfortunately, my parents smoke, um, and the James' parents smoke too. I think I just grew up in that generation. But I just never picked. I just never picked up on it. It never really appealed to me. It's, it still it still doesn't. Um, so it, you know, even people who just dip constantly or vape or jewel or whatever, I just I don't get it. But you know, they're probably like, well, why do you drink so many craft brews? You know, why do you have a man bun? Why do you ride a bicycle everywhere? Well, you wear tight jeans. I hope you're describing yourself right now that nobody... I just, I'm going back to that video of <laughs> yes. people who drink crap beer. I know. But anyway, I just had that, I had that mix up in my notes, but I definitely wanted to get your input on that. So, um, Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode of Two Fellas Podcast. As always, thanks you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For our craft beer reviews, download the Untapped app and add Two Fellas Podcast. Make sure you check out Rock Squash Designs at rocksquashdesigns.com or in store at State Apparel or our upcoming locations in Hot Springs. Uh, until next time, enjoy a cold one for the fellas. Cheers. Cheers.